This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's going on, everybody? It's Physical Friday. We have Zach Fagenberg here to talk about dopamine for the final time in this little series we've done about dopamine. Dopamine is incredibly powerful. We've seen how you can use it to establish good habits. You can use it to to tear up a good habit and get burned out. We see how um, things like social media companies and entire towns like Las Vegas use dopamine to encourage you to do more of the things that they want you to. Fast food, um, all of the easy things that are fun and they taste amazing and they're really great, but they're also very easy. Zach's helped us to understand about that. So if you didn't listen to the last couple of episodes, you could I, I encourage you to go back and listen to, to the, the previous two episodes to this one um, because today is going to be about what do we do? What are the tools that are available to us uh, that are science-based and research-based? What are the tools available to us if we find ourselves in one of these down, kind of down and out situations that is essentially dopamine-based? So, Zach, what what uh, what do you think about that? What do we have at our, you know, at our disposal? What kind of tools do we have that we could, if we find ourselves beat up, down for any reason, you know, professionally, in the workout we've talked about, how would we climb out of this and get back to feeling like our normal self? That's a great question, Tom. And I think the the first one that we'll talk about today, I talk about because it's so approachable in terms of it's very accessible, doesn't cost money, right? It's just a matter of kind of sucking it up. Um, and that's actually cold water therapy, mm. right? Um, I, I've shared a little link with you that um, cites a, a study that proves this. Um, so if people are interested in going and seeing the data, it's there for them. But cold water therapy 
and, and you don't have to dive in on the ice cold end, right? It, it, if you're not acclimated to it, you can start on the more mild side and that's still shown to have positive benefits. But all these things we've talked about in the last few weeks lead to a very immediate spike of dopamine followed by a very immediate drop off. Cold water therapy for five to 10 minutes has actually been shown to increase your baseline level of dopamine up to 250% wow. for up to three hours. Right. And so if you're in this down place, this is a tool that you can utilize four, five, six, seven days a week to help reestablish baseline levels of dopamine in your system. Um, and again, that's not difficult. Take a cold shower for five minutes in the morning. Hey, if if you're taking a hot shower, turn it cold for the last five minutes. Right. And just be there. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. obviously going to be that shock to the system, which involves other aspects of our biology and physiology. But it is without a doubt that following that cold exposure, you're going to feel and see this increased level of baseline uh, of dopamine in your system. Now, one question I have about that is um, I do the cold water therapy. Um, I call it therapy. I don't know. It's cold water immersion. I get in the cold water. Uh, and then sometimes I'll get in the sauna after. Um, so how does that affect it? Like if you take a cold shower and then you end with some warm water or you do the cold water and then you end up in the sauna, um, how does that affect the dopamine? Is it Have you already created it and it's in there and now you're going to warm up and that's okay? Or do you suggest or does the science suggest that we – um, finish with cold water or do, do we know anything about that? So I would be a hundred percent honest that the study I've shared with, with the audience today just references the water exposure itself. It doesn't discuss what possible changes in temperature might take place after from my understanding of reading that study. It, it has a lot to do with the reaction of the adrenaline system in your body as well. When you're first exposed to that cold, So I don't like to, you know, guess at things and extrapolate, Mm -hmm. but based on what the study is saying, that increase in dopamine is triggered from the exposure to the cold during that time frame. Um, So I, yeah, that's where I would maybe leave that and and leave it open to people. It kind of like we talked about a few weeks ago, being aware of, well, okay, let me try it one day without the sauna. Right. And see what I feel the impacts and effects are being very self-aware for the next you know few hours and then try it with the sauna. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you notice no difference, awesome. Use the sauna. If you do notice a difference, but you like the sauna, maybe it's an every other day sort of situation. Yeah. Got it. I wonder, uh, did the study uh, make any uh, indication of how cold the water needs to be? So they started a group at 50 degrees and then went down and down from there. Um, but as I alluded to, there wasn't a drastic change in response of dopamine levels at once you got colder than about 50. Mm, Um, so start there if you're not acclimated and you can always work your way down because obviously we still need that shock to the system. So once you start to acclimate to the 50 and you jump in and it doesn't really do that for you, then we do need to start making it colder to make sure that we trigger that 
that shock. Mm. Um, but if you're not acclimated, you can see those benefits from the dopamine in the dopamine system at, at up to 50 degrees. Interesting. Um, obviously there's plenty of different ways that you can, you can do this. There are, um, products on the market now, cold plunge, that's, you know, super expensive. You got the ice barrel, you got other things. I use a 350 Yeti, um, which is in my opinion, the best because I can make the, make it, it's got a lid that closes, nothing gets in it. I can keep it outside and I can just get in and out. And then I just dump it out at the end of the, you know, a couple of days, every couple of days or whatever. Um, but you put ice in there and then it stays in there. It stays super cold. So I don't need any sort of machinery or anything, you know, filter would probably be nice, but, uh, other than that, you know, it's, it's pretty nice, but you, but then the simplest is obviously, uh, a cold shower. And that's what Wim Hof has, has, um, long, um, advocated. And it's interesting, you know, the, the study that you're talking about, you know, Wim Hof's been, he, he, he started his, um, his research and his journey started because he was super depressed and he just felt like he felt a, a, a calling to get in the water. Like something was drawing him towards this cold water in Amsterdam and he just kept getting in and kept getting in. And then it developed his breathing technique as well. Um, and, and I think that it's incredibly powerful. Um, and obviously now people are studying it more and more and there's more and more studies and more and more products and more and more people are, are doing it successfully. So other than the cold water, what other tools might we have? Yeah, definitely. So this next one is not so much a tool as maybe a recommendation to avoid based on experience I've had of interacting with people that are in this down place. Mm. And one of the biggest recommendations we could give is from the hours of 10 PM to 4 AM, no bright lights or screens. Um, a lot of people that I've interacted with or coached in this down place will talk about those hours in the late evening of, well, I finally made it through this big tough day and I just want to let my mind turn off for a little bit, but still be awake, not just go to bed and call it a night. And that's when the scrolling starts, mm. you know, and it's not, not uncommon for that scrolling to take place after that 10 PM timeframe. The body is very hardwired to punish this situation because we should be doing other things, AKA rest and sleep during those hours. And the body knows that. And so there's actually a, a double down negative effect. If you're in this down place and you're exposing yourself to that bright light or screen exposure from those hours of 10 PM to 4 AM. Um, anyone that I coach that's in that situation and describes that being a regular activity, it needs to go now. Right. And, and simply having this conversation puts a lot of people in the power position of saying, oh, well, that's a heck of a lot easier to remove it now that I understand that I'm doubling down on the negative effect versus not having the understanding before. And someone just saying, hey, you shouldn't do that. You should be right. sleeping instead. Right. Um, so, yes, avoiding those screens and bright lights from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Super, super important. OK. Any other tools? Yeah. So we. The other big one we kind of referenced last week, and I think honestly, fishing is such a great example of this, um, but making sure that we're intermittently mixing in rewards or, or introducing other situations that stack on dopamine, mm. right? It, it's not an every time foregone conclusion. And I've even talked to fishermen that have lost their 
urge to to get out on the boat right, right. because they've not done this intermittent. At a certain point, just the fishing itself was the intermittent reward. But then the dopamine system said, well, what if we mixed in a little phone time on the boat mm-hmm. or a substance on the boat or some music on the boat? Right. And so, sooner or later, it's not an intermittent reward of catching the fish every uh, every so often. It's a guaranteed reward of all these other environments. Right. And that's where we lose the luster to just seek the intermittent reward. So really, really. Being disciplined about. You don't just get the reward for doing the thing every single time. Hmm. Right. And this comes back to this. This dopamine system has been in our physiology for a long, 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 long time back to hunter and gatherer situations. And that's where the intermittent reward was just natural. Not every time that someone went out on a hunt or went out looking for food and water, was it a guarantee that that was going to take place? But that intermittent situation is what always kept people seeking it. Yeah. If at some point those hunter gatherers would have just known, well, I know I go out and I find it no matter what, then that wouldn't have led to much seeking over the long term. So yeah. keeping keeping your rewards intermittent is a super important tool to not either ending up down at that baseline or if you are down at that baseline, allowing that that low baseline, allowing that baseline to reset to healthy levels. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting, man. That's uh, that's cool. The 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 example of fishing, you know, we have certain fish that are incredible fish to catch. They fight really hard. They bite everything that you throw and they are relatively easy to catch. It seems like that would be the most popular fish. Those are the least popular fish because, you know, the amberjack, the Jack Crevel, these fish that if you get on a big school of them, you catch them every time you throw out there. Well, no one wants to catch them. And then when you when you catch them every time you throw out there and then they fight really, really hard, that seems like that would be the recipe for the most popular. But it turns out that that's not what people want. It's the one that you have to work really hard for. And then occasionally they everything goes perfectly. And when it does go perfectly, it seems like you could make that happen every single time, but you you just can't seem to, you know? And those are the ones that that create a complete obsession. And that complete obsession, when you're talking about it like this and explaining this dopamine thing, that's what it is. It's this lack of dopamine and this intense focus on trying to do it right. And you almost did it right. And you almost did it right. And then finally, you do it right. And it all comes together. And this scene plays out in front of you. And you are on a high that is hard to to describe to somebody that hasn't been there, right? Or it's like a hole-in-one in golf or something where... You know, it seems like you should just be able to knock it right in there because every now and then it goes in, but it doesn't, and it doesn't, and it doesn't, and a hole-in-one might be something that someone gets once in a lifetime, and this dopamine is just shoots through the roof, right? And then they crave that again, like, now I have to hit another hole-in-one, and they might go another couple of years without without getting one, or maybe never, right? But that's and that's what they want, but if it was absolutely. too easy— and- that so ties back to what we talked about last week, right? In terms of, is there friction? Yes. Right. And so in that elusive fish, there's the friction of all the days you do all the right things, yes. but don't catch the fish. 
you're actually not robbing yourself of dopamine. You've taught your dopamine system to reward you for doing the things that you should be doing, not just for catching the fish. Yes. So this is where you get to enjoy the fishing for the long term, right? You don't have to catch. Yes, catching the fish is a big reward, but you've also taught yourself to be rewarded for simply going out and doing the things, right? Right. And, and that's what translates. I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways is if you can wire your dopamine system for that through your passions and the things that you do regularly, it's going to naturally carry over to anything you're trying to move the meter in in life. Mm, your your brain, your dopamine system is going to search for the friction and that's where you'll get the reward. Right. That is awesome. I have this T-shirt that says Seek Adversity. It's one of my favorite ones. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. Um, Zach, that was that was really, really uh, interesting. And it was really cool how we how we tied back in so many of the different things that people that are listening to this show do, the fishing, the hunting, the 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 workouts and how dopamine is responsible for that. So this was, uh, this was really good. I really appreciate it. How can people learn more about you or learn more about what you do and, uh, maybe make contact if they need to. I appreciate that question, Tom. So I'm a, I'm a wellness coach for high performers. People can find me on, on Instagram at Zach Fagerberg, just my first and last name. Um, my, my, coaching business is called actualized potential wellness coaching. Um, so I do have a website, um, apwellnesscoaching.com. If people are looking to get on a zoom call with me and see what I'm about, um, they can schedule that on the website. Um, but other than that, they can DM me, um, any source of, of social media or that website, they can get a hold of me through. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for uh, sharing your uh, your information and your research. I really appreciate that. And hopefully it's going to be very helpful to some of the people out in the audience. That's Physical Friday for this week. We'll be back next week with another Physical Friday. So please tune in. See you.